This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. another episode of the straight from the net podcast and i'm danielle and i am jamie and we're back hi and another day and what's today today is tuesday today is tuesday what's the weather june 1st <laughs> remember we used to do that oh look it just popped up you asked what the weather was it was oh my god it is 78 degrees outside at the moment <laughs> and um the humidity is 90 percent <laughs> but it is day one of pride Optimist month say it's sunny out I say oh, it's boy. meh. Oh, she said okay. it's meh. Okay. But it's meh. the first day of Pride, so happy Pride. Yes, happy Pride Month. It's also, guess what, my birthday. It is your, oh my God, let me tell it's you. so many people's birthdays. All these people were getting busy and like, what would it be, right. October? Yes, it's your birthday. Bethany's birthday. Bethany's birthday. Lori's uh-huh. birthday. Sally's birthday. My friend Jen's birthday. <laughs> Carrie's birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many birthdays in June. Yes. We're very popular. And all my besties are within a week of each other. And I'm like, motherfuckers, y'all gonna break a bitch. <laughs> well, I don't need you to get me anything. I'm not one of the people. But I do want to tell you, I got a note from Jay, our favorite fact checker, unpaid. Oh, happy birthday, Fitz. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, Fitz. Um, So we were talking about Ryan Reynolds yes, before. Yes, and he told me all about <laughs> the, the soap opera, which now I'm going to have to fucking binge on YouTube. I know. Well, now I'm like, I need to understand what it is. So I just want to get this over with and not like that, but I don't want to forget about it. So let me put it that way. Not over with. Can we send super good vibes to Jay? Yes, we can absolutely do so. So We are sending, like, we're not going to say why. It's really nobody's business. Um, But for our fantastic fact checker, unpaid, during Pride Month, (laughs) send my Jay all the good vibes that you can possibly give him because right now he really needs it and I think that he's going to do amazing things and we're just waiting for it. Yep, that's right. I mean, all good things have to come back to like good people. And he's a good person. He is a good person. Um, On that note, he sent us a fun fact and I want to make sure that I get it told about because he tells us a lot of these things all the time and we never manage to talk about it. it. (laughs) And then we forget about it and he's like, what the fuck am I backtracking for anyway, bitches? So it says, uh, Ryan, Rennett, Ryan Reynolds was in a teenage soap opera show on Nickelodeon called 15. As Billy, a rather nerdy kid trying to fit in with the popular crowd, ends up hanging with the wrong crowd and becomes a bit of a dick to everyone. Hmm. He was the younger brother Dark of Billy. Ashley, a goody two-shoes blonde white girl with wholesome values, who was the girlfriend of Matt, who was a 15-year-old alcoholic. Holy crap. I mean, she spells her name Ashley, for fuck's sake. You know she is an up-and-coming Karen. The Karen. It was produced in Canada and was released in Canada as Hilldale High, I believe. It's on YouTube somewhere. Look it up. It's a train wreck, especially with those early 90s fashions. I am not ashamed that I ate that shit up and was so <laughs> pissed that they canceled it. Anyway, fun fact for the week. Signed your loving fact checker. Unpaid. Hashtag unpaid. So I never knew that. Me either. I and, never knew. And now I have something to like fucking completely emerge myself and it worked. Yeah, so this weekend, Bruce and I were like, we're going to be so productive. Like, watch us go. We did nothing. I just want you to know. Girl. We did zippity doo dah. We didn't do shit on Friday. Well, I worked on Friday. Right. I, I worked Friday night. Yeah, I mean, I did work, like, on Friday. I, I worked at all every day, actually. Yeah. But well, I worked Friday day and night. Yeah, so I worked Friday, and he had off, and he puffed around and got things done. And then Saturday, it was raining. Well, Friday, it was raining. Saturday, it was raining. Sunday, kind of half rain. And then we just laid around, and then all day yesterday, we were like, God, it's so beautiful, and we laid around some more. We ended up watching movies, and the one movie we watched was the um, Shaw and Hobbs, or Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, our, um, my stepson loves Fast and Furious. I loves cannot love that. stand the Fast and Furious movies, and I know that is an unpopular opinion, well, but six, I don't so understand how you could make the same movie over and over again and still make millions. Not that I didn't like Hobbs and Shaw, because I did, because, uh, A, Jason Statham, who does his own somersaults in all his movies, and I fucking love him. Well, and Ryan Reynolds was in it. And Ryan Reynolds was in it. And you love him. And I love him and The Rock. Yes, I love I The mean, Rock, I mean, it was like the perfect combination of sexiness. I couldn't tell you what that movie was about, but I could tell you who was in it, because that's all mm-hmm. I cared about. It was about a virus. 
Yes. And Jason Statham's sister got infected with the virus, and she was holding it, but they were in these little, like, spears, so they had to get them out. They had this one scene that was so gratuitous and stupid, so it was like a helicopter, and they're at the end. They're on San Juan Island at this mm-hmm. point, right? <laughs> and the bad guy's in a helicopter. Right. And they somehow managed to put, like, a lasso around the helicopter. Oh, Jesus Christ. And they're driving it with this souped-up sort of old-ass truck, right? Right. It's got, like, you know, nitro in it and shit. Well, the helicopter starts pulling the thing up. So another guy comes, and he hooks on. And another guy, and they hook on and hook on and hook on. So the helicopter is, like, dragging these people, and it's, like, this long chain of, like, souped-up cars, and then they all hit their nitro, and then nitro pulls the thing down, and they all go back on the road, and they're off the side of a cliff. It was this whole thing, and our six-year-old was like, yeah, woo, like, was, like, so into it, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the fucking stupidest shit I've ever seen Right, because we all know that helicopters can't even lift a car. Like, they do have a, they're lightweight, they have a capacity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, not like that, but then, um, what's the, the black guy in it? Oh my god, he's so hot, too. Idris. Idris Elba? Elba, yeah. Oh my mm. god, I just, he is the hunkiest black guy ever in this world. Um, I mean, it's not that he matters color, I don't know why I said it. He's just handsome, and his, uh, his, and like, his accent. His accent, and the whole thing. I mean, everything oh. about Idris Elba, I just, oh, okay. love you, baby! So anyway, so right, they were there. talking about making him James Bond, and I am for it. I think so, too. Like, uh, he could do it. Like, he is it. super hunky, good actor, all that stuff. Ugh. He, they made him into, a um, like, a sort of half-robot dude or something. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. So, anyway, we ended up watching that, and Ryan Reynolds was in it. That was the whole reason I told you. Because I only would to say, well, Ryan Reynolds was in it, and we took this whole turn. We did nothing. We got nothing accomplished. And we felt like we were getting a cold. Like, we kept feeling like we were going to, like, get a cold, so we were kind of, like, we felt a little run down and tired, so we just kind of, like, laid down and, like, did nothing. We got nothing accomplished. She had four days off. I didn't have any days off, but it didn't matter. And we did nothing. We just laid around. And, and yesterday, um, the little guy like hung out with us and watched movies. And we watched, um, well, we watched that one. And then we watched, um, what was the one? Pacific or not Pacific? Uh, Battleship. Oh, I don't know. Battleship about that one. was on, and that's where they were fighting the aliens. So we Friday. Friday on HBO Max, the new Conjuring movie comes out. The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh, I'm very excited yes. about that one. And I just watched. Um, there's a new movie on Netflix called Army of the Dead. We wanted, We tried to watch that Thursday night or Friday night, and I, I ended up falling asleep. I liked it. I mean, it took a minute, but I liked it. It was definitely. Um, it was slow start. It was interesting. I think. Um, I actually fell asleep to the whole thing. And I knew it because we started at like 10 o'clock at night and I looked at him like he was out of his mind. I'm like, you're really going to start a two and a half hour long movie at 10 o'clock? Um, like the way my internal clock is set up, I'd go to bed at nine. So right. Let's start there. Um, so I didn't watch the whole thing. I thought it was an interesting sort of premise. And it was really interesting that they had like the zombies were like evil zombies with thought processes. Yeah. And could like herd together and they had a leader and they all that shit. So I have to watch it again, but I did uh, get to watch the Friends reunion. I haven't watched it yet. Is it, it a cry. show or is it just them sitting around talking? It's a little bit of every. It's not a show. Like they don't, but they they do table reads from favorite scenes that people talk about. And yeah, they table see, read. if it was like um, a show that they all came and they had scripted, and they're like, "Oh, well, hey," and they bring like the twins that Monica and Chandler adopted at the end of you know the season at the end of the show and all that, how they moved to Connecticut and all that bullshit. Like, that I would want to watch, but if they're just sitting around talking about how much they love each other, I don't care about that. It was interesting. If you ever have, like, a rainy day where you don't got nothing going on, watch it. I actually really enjoyed it. it um, I've watched the entire, all of the seasons, the entire Well, thing, yeah, so have I. Several times. They're just my my favorite show. It was kind of like um, Sex and the City and Friends are kind of the shows that I would watch over and over again. Sex and the um, City is awful. I love Sex and the City. But I you know what? I'm watching, I'm binge watching at work, and um, it's a fantastic show, is New Girl. Oh, yeah. I binged that already. I liked that, too. I binged so that So funny. Ago. That is so funny. I just watched, um, I just binged Madam President, but it was actually Madam Secretary. Yeah. And turned into Madam, you know, so now I got actually, today will be the day I have to find something new, so I don't even know what I'm going to watch yet. But I did watch the Friends reunion. I thought it was really neat what they did with it. They had a lot of people come and say hi. Um, that were like part of it, like the mom, like, um, let me see, like Monica and what's her face, these are their, um, parents. 
Um, you know the old guy that lived upstairs or downstairs? Old Mr. naked guy. No, Mr. Wiggles or Mr. I don't remember. Something. I can't even remember what the hell it was now. I don't know. They just had a lot of people that showed up. They just, they did some table reads. Um, they got to go back to their set and the set was all put together. And you got to see a lot of blooper reels and things. I don't, I thought the way that they did it was very, very interesting. I, I watched, liked it a lot. I watched Selena. I finished Selena. I heard about that. Um, I didn't think I, like, I knew how it was going to end. I knew that she was going to get shot. Like, I'm aware of the story of Selena. Mm, right. You know, I watched the J-Lo movie. <laughs> um, but it still fucked me up. Yeah. Like, because this is from her family's perspective. Right. And, um, it goes into, like, from the origins when she was a little girl and they started, how she started out singing, like, oldies to, like, old folks in the Oh, diner. Okay. And then how she progressed and how they got gigs. And then she became this famous pop star in Mexico and within, like, the Latino community. And then she crossed over. Like, she died before the American album was even released. Did she? Yes. And I thought that she got shot, like, outside of a show, like, at the end of a show. When, no, this crazy bitch called her up, told her she was raped. So she could come get her because she had some tax documents that she needed and her perfume samples. And she was like, do you have them? And she's like, yeah, but, you know, I got raped and I'm in the hospital, blah, blah, blah. So Selena goes to the hospital to pick the lady who shot her up. I don't even want to say her name. I can't remember it. But even if I did, I didn't want to give her any credit because she's awful. Um, she's so actually, she said she got raped? So this this lady. Did it really happen? Yeah. Oh, she no, was really raped? No, she wasn't raped. So when Selena gets to the hospital, the nurse is like, we've found no trauma on her body, nothing to collaborate her story. Oh. Like, she's just trying to get you in here. Mm-hmm. So she goes up to this lady's hotel room, and her hotel room is covered in pictures of Selena. Like, she's, like... Obsessed. Obsessed. And she was working for her for years. She helped run her boutique, all this. But then they found out she was embezzling, and she was stealing from her. Oh, my God. So she had to fire her. Okay. So, and she didn't want to, because she thought she was her friend. Yeah. So she goes into the hotel room... And this bitch just shoots her. And then you see her dad, like, and her brother in the car, and they rush to the hospital, and, and her dad's, like, trying to get into the um, the hospital, this little hospital in, in Corpus Christi, and he's trying to get to her, and he's trying to get to her, and they won't let her in, and they're like, we're doing the best we can, we're doing the best we can, and then it just pans out to breaking news, Selena, you know, has passed. But I'm watching this, and I know how this ends. Girl, I cried like a fucking bitch, and this woman who killed her? It's up for parole in 2025. Really? Right. So, all these people, like, she has to be, like, Selena is so loved that she has to be, this woman has to be, like, in a cell by herself. She's oh. only allowed certain guards because the other guards want to kill her because she killed Selena. Oh, like, wow. Like, that's how loved this girl was in, like, these, I saw that on TikTok from one of the guys who used to work for the prison where this woman is. And she was like, they only are allowed with certain guards. You know, you have to go through a process to even be her guard. Right. She is in solitary confinement. She is not allowed in general population. She's only allowed out an hour a day by herself because if anybody goes near her, she's going to kill her dead. She is eligible for parole. And will have served her time in 2025. Oh, boy. And there are people that are like, she's not going to make it out of the prison doors. Like, they're going to have to, like, put her in protective custody, all that. Because, <sighs> she, like, everybody is, like, ready to murder this woman. And this is years and years and years and years after. I know. Well, I guess a lot of people are like, well, you know, they may not have felt like she, you know, got what was coming to her in their minds for right. whatever reason. I mean, I feel like, you know, she went to jail. She served her time. It would be nice to know what her mindset is prior to leaving. Like, she got any help at that point. I don't know. It's it's interesting, you know, because it's like, well, how far do we, you know, punish people? Like, once they do their time, once we say this is what you need to do to sort of repent for what you've done, like, do we continue well, doing it? But I would well, say... Well, that's where the government is at it. The government's like, you know, you've done your time, you know, this and that. Yeah, but then the family's but like, the, no, because that's what I'm thinking. I don't the know. The fans... Mm. The fans are the ones that are like... And the family, I would think. Yeah, and the family and her poor husband. Oh, my God, her poor husband. 
Well, and I think too, like if it was me, um, my family, I don't think I would, it wouldn't matter to me. So it's like, even though I'm making this comment, like, you know, should we continue to punish them? But me as a family member, if like I was her mother, father, right. or whatever that may be, I don't know that I would be able to overlook it is what I'm getting at. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know that I would be able to, you know, move on from that kind of situation. But um, I don't know. I guess on another note, this is how I'm just going to segue off of this. Okay. We so, should probably start reading something off the internet. <laughs> Since that is sort of our job at this point. Um I saw something, and I feel a little shamed about it. Apparently, I'm doing this whole thing where Danny's realizing what a piece of shit she is, and then it's coming around. That's what I'm calling what? it. Because I was being a um, petty white, and then I was, like, realizing how petty white I was about it. and then thought, a petty LaBelle? I was being a petty LaBelle. So, if you've ever seen those um, ads that come through, like, maybe on your Facebook timelines or wherever you're looking, I don't know. Apparently, I'm very old because I'm still on Facebook, but whatever. Fuck you bitches. So, if you ever see the thing, it's for master classes, and you can take, like, a class from, like, so-and-so. Who is a master. Right. Well, I never really paid too much attention to them, and I'm one of those people I love to take a class, especially for something that I, I'm interested right. in. Not, like, a typical school class, but something else. Well, this thing came up, and I was super petty about it. And it was Christina Aguilera teaches singing. Here, listen to this. She's amazing. So that's your instructor. And it's, this is literally like the trailer of them talking about what she's going to be doing. And I was like, really? That's where her career's taken her? Like, she's got such a little career that now she's got to do these little No, classes. she's got a huge career. <laughs> no, this is why I was wrong. Right. I want to tell, okay, I feel like it's, the society that we live in right now is, uh, I didn't do it, it's not my fault, blah, blah, blah. And I'm very, very big on taking accountability. Right. Right? So, I feel like it would be good for us all to learn a little humility. <laughs> and I have a lesson in humility. And it really seems, it seems stupid, but it's like, I... You know, a couple things happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, before I was saying, I was like, you know, you're right. Why do why do we have to pay for free shit for drug addicts and blah, blah, blah? And then I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, wait, every, there's, you know, it's a different story. It's a different thing. Everybody's sort of suffering in their own way, regardless of how they got there. And it really did change my mind. I don't even feel the way I did before. And it was something so stupid and it was a little mean. And I kind of feel like it shows that I'm, I'm somewhat teachable. Like I can actually change my point of view. Right. You know? That kind of thing. And this is one of those things. And I looked at these master classes. And when I saw, like, who they, I mean, they have R.L. Stein on there. They have Judy Bloom on there. And I used to love to write. And at some point, it'd be great if I could start writing books again. Right now, I'm eat, living, breathing, and everything else, real estate, and that's fine. But, I mean, they had all kinds of really cool things on there. They had people that could teach you how to drum, like, major, serious voices um on there and it, it just made me feel like such a dick because i'm like oh my god because i had to make some snotty ass little comment and be a little bitch about things i'm like if i probably took this class i would be like a grade a fucking singer right i'm i'm i'm, I'm about to I'm like, that's what i'm saying and then i was looking i'm like oh well how much is that gonna fucking cost blah 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 you know it's only 180 dollars for the whole year 180 dollars for 365 weeks i mean but you can take any class really you want great yeah. Two weeks, and you can take, like, two or three classes a day. Well, I mean, it's so neat. Like, they actually have it. Like, Christina Aguilera's is, like, weeks long. It's, like, 13, 12, 13 something weeks long. Like, it was really well done. And I was like, wow, I'm kind of a fucking dick about things because it was like, wow. But I'm, like, really thinking, holy shit, like, it's $180 for the entire year. You can take any class that you want. They're always bringing on new things all the time. And who fucking doesn't want Stephen King to teach them how to write a horror novel? Yeah, they got Stephen King stuff in there. Um, They've got Baker stuff in there. Like, people, like, famous things. Like, you can learn how to do pit barbecue from, like, people mm-hmm. that want all these things. Like, I'm telling you, oh, my God, they should just pay me for this at this point. Because I'm literally just, <laughs> please take a master class. My point is, is that we can all learn something. All the time. And I think the best thing you can ever do for yourself is be teachable. Right. Be moldable. And always know that you can always learn something else. And even though I initially was being a fucking dragon bitch and said something (laughs) about Christina Aguilera, I actually think it's amazing. Once I got to see what they're really doing, I got to see what they were doing. And I thought it was really neat. And for the price, I don't think you can beat it. And I actually plan on signing up. There you go. Not (laughs) that I have a single minute to even wipe my own asshole at the moment. But at some point, it'd be really neat to do that. So I thought I'd mention that to you guys. It's. You guys should really check it out. So if you're looking for a little something, 
Like, even if you're on the way to work, I mean, you can, like, listen to it on your, like, in the car. Right. You know what I mean? There's ways to, like, make the time, like, if you need the time. Like, um, I've been doing books I'm wondering if at the end of it, like, you get a course certificate. I don't know. It would be kind of neat. Like, you know, you were taught by Christina Aguilera to hit a, hit a high note. I know. Wouldn't that be neat? I don't know. Like, in Arl Stein. I mean, I have had this idea. It's called uh, Marnie and the Subtech Five. And it was about, like, this little girl who ends up um, having, like, these psychic powers because Mm -hmm. she drowned when she was little at her grandfather's funeral. So Uh, her grandfather dies. She drowns in the pool. She comes back out. And uh, and she saw her grandfather at that point. And he was, like, you know, at the funeral. And then it was time for him to go. And um, she ended up having these psychic powers that made her, like, very weird the whole rest of her life. And she ends up being, like, this 18-year-old, and you kind of pick it up where she just graduated high school. She's a little chunky. You know, she's a little more relatable. She's all like us. And then these people, like, fly by, and there's, like, these men in black that, like, kind of follow these people. Well, they hire her, and you come to find out there's, like, a subsect kind of like, um, what's the call it? The Upside Down? Remember that show that was on Netflix? Stranger Things? Stranger Things. Yeah, it's kind of like that where there's, like, this thing, it's called the Subset 5, and, like, it's, like, these layers down where they found, like, this portal, and they kind of monitor this portal, but they need people that can move back and forth in between the portal to let you kind of know what's so, going on, and she's one of them. So, a coming-of-age story. In a way, yeah, because it was, like, when but she that crosses That is so through, freaking popular right now, and it kills me because you come up with these ideas, and then you don't have I have no time, time to, to fucking put it down. But I thought, well, how cool would it be? So, like, when she crosses through the portal, I was like, she can have a love story over there. Yeah. You know, with somebody, and then eventually maybe he becomes human or something, and she looks like a completely different person because she's in, like, a soul form, that kind of stuff. And then people come out, and she's got this group of friends, and they, like, solve the mystery of where these people are. So, I have, like, this whole idea, and I'm like, and he, like, writes for, like, teenagers, like, R.L. Stein writes mm-hmm. for, like, you know, younger kids. And right. Judy Bloom. Goosebumps. And- Judy Bloom. Yeah. Changed my Bloom. life when I was little. Like, who didn't love a fucking Judy Bloom book? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, you learn. They to... don't even. They don't even sell. Hey, it's hey, Mar- hey, God, it's Margaret, or what is it? Oh, shit. Hey, God, it's me, Margaret. Yeah, they don't even sell that anymore because they felt it was banned because it was too explicit. Oh, really? Because it talks about girls getting their period and 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 for sexual encounters and things like that. Well, I don't know. I think it would just be absolutely amazing to learn from them. So I absolutely plan on taking some of these classes at some point. And I just thought I would mention how much of a loser I felt like I, how I felt after the fact, you know, Eddie Betty, when it looks Eddie like Betty. she really put a lot of thought into those classes. So check them out. I think that that is a good idea. And then I hope you do take them. And I hope that it enlightens you. And you're like, oh my God, Jamie, listen to this. And then you can teach me because I'm not putting money up for that. Um, <laughs> you just said you might do it. <laughs> you have all these things on there. There's even a class where you could take it. It's like a world-class ukulele guy. And he's like a world-class ukulele guy. And he does a master class on how to hold one, how to play one, everything. I mean, if I'm going to play guitar, it's got to be tiny. I have little hands. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I could give it to Beth because Beth's um, fiance, Chris, like, plays the ukulele. I'm like, hey. He plays. Oh, my God, Chris. Chris will sit down on the couch while Kathy is doing her thing, waiting for her to get done and while I'm working. And he will play the introduction to freaking um, More Than Words. And there's another one that he plays. And I'm like, Chris. Why? <laughs> because I'm trying to work, and it's like, <laughs> and I'm oh, like, because he's playing on the guitar. He's playing on the guitar while I'm trying to work. Oh, like, oh, oh, oh! Because I was trying to figure out. What, I didn't know there was a guitar at Kathy's house. Yes, it sits down in the basement. I'm like, can you play the thing. Oh my god, the can dog! You, can you not right now? Can you hear her? Oh, she's. I think she, is she sleeping? <laughs> she is running after something in her dream. Oh, there she is. She's up. She must be like, that was terrible. I couldn't catch that bunny. <laughs> or whatever it is. All right. So, <laughs> I got a few things. Okay. Um, do we want, like, scandalous? Or do we want, like, scientific? Scandalous. I don't know. Like, eeny, miny, mo, pick this one, hell. All right. So, we'll do this one. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to do a little scandal. Because we know the royal family is like all types of scandalous right now, and you love a royal story. I fucking love them. Oh, yes, I do want you to do this one. Yes, this one has to get done. Me, I could care less, but you are like. I love the royals. You love the royals. So here it is. Yes, I'm ready. So this is from um, popularEverything.com. All right. And it says A Royal Affair. This man claims to be the love child of Prince Charles and Camilla, and now he has proof. 
<gasps> I'd like to know what said proof is. For decades, the whirlwind love triangle between Princess Charles, Diana, and Camilla plagued the royal family. Talk of rumored infidelities and secret meetings made their way to the palace to the press. And even today, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall marriage is marred by the scandalous past. And while these rumors of an illicit love affair have always been just rumors, one man now believes that he has proof we've all been looking for. Oh boy. Okay. Simon Charles Durante Day claims to be the secret love child of Charles and Camilla. And if true, this revelation would throw the whole world dynamic up in the air. His theory maintains that he's the first son of Charles of Prince Charles, which would make him the rightful heir to the throne. Oh shit. But does anybody believe him? While he claims have while the claims have been brushed off in the past, many can't deny the new photographic proof that he's brought to the table. For fifty five years oh, for years, fifty five year old Simon has claimed that this Windsor like cheekbones and teeth and his Camilla style hair ties him to the royal family. But his new proof offers so much more than just a few similarities between his own physical features. Mm-hmm. The father of nine currently lives in Queensland, Australia, with his wife and children, but he didn't always live in the land down under. In fact, Simon's story takes him back to England in 1966. He was reportedly born in a hospital near Gosport in Hampshire. And even the naysayers who don't believe that he's the love child of Charles and Camilla can't deny the fact that he was born with ties to the most, one of the most famous and powerful families in the world. So, Simon was adopted when he was eight months old by the family who worked for the royals. By a family who worked for them? Yes. According to Simon's story, he was put up for adoption when he was just eight months old by Camilla Shand, who later became Camilla Parker Bells. So, who now is, you know, the fucking Duchess of Cornwall. Mm-hmm. The couple who adopted him and the parents he grew up with were Karen and David Day, but his adoptive grandparents also played a huge part in his childhood and life. Over the years, Simon learned that his adoptive grandparents, Winifred and Ernest Bolden, had a royal history behind them. His grandmother was a cook for the royal family in one of their royal palaces, and his grandfather had been a royal gardener throughout their careers. They grew extremely close to the royal family as a whole. His adoptive grandmother told him that Camilla Shand was his biological mother. Oh, snap. In fact, his adoptive grandparents were so close to the royal family that Ernest supposedly received an imperial service award for his work over the years. And as they worked in the palaces, both his grandmother and grandfather were able to get a glimpse into the family's personal lives. This meant that they were privy to information that was never made public. So over the years, Simon's grandparents shared some of this information with him, and his grandmother noted time and time again that Charles and Camilla were his real biological parents. Winifred claimed that Camilla had given birth to him and looked after him until he was eight months old, but then she had this, but that she decided to give him up, and apparently his grandmother didn't just hint at it, she told me outright. Simon claims that Camilla used royal connections and protection officers to keep his existence a secret. As Simon grew up and began to learn more about the royal family, he started doing his own research. With the help of his grandparents' insider information and claims that his grandmothers made, he was able to piece together a theory that allowed Charles and Camilla to keep his existence a secret to anyone outside of the palace. And it says... This theory suggests that Camilla, most probably with help from Charles and the upper the upper echelon of the royal family, used her royal connections and protection officers to keep his birth secret, and while they managed to keep the secret for a while, Simon believes that Camilla soon realized that it would be harder to maintain this deception as the child got older. Oh, wow. Okay. So, she just couldn't do it because, you know, scandal. He believes Camilla gave him up because she realized that she couldn't keep his identity a secret forever. Durante Day's theory then states that the intense pressure surrounding Prince Charles and Camilla's affair to become too much for him to handle, for them to handle, and as the royal family's desire to have Diana Spencer as the next princess became even more public, Camilla realized that she would not be able to maintain their secret for the rest of the li- their lives. Simon's grandmother told him that when Simon had become too old for Camilla to care for, an arrangement was made for Camilla to pass the child to Winifred's family instead. 
Camilla reportedly knew that Winifred had a daughter who had always wanted a child, and so it seemed like a perfect fit. And mm. according to Simon's research, this timeline totally checks out. Simon's research suggests that his birthday directly relates to Charles and Camilla's alleged romance. While mm. Simon's photographic proof has convinced many non-believers since he posted it online, they also can't deny the fact that the dates of his birth and Charles and Camilla's romance are spookily, spookily similar. According to Simon's own research, he believes that the couple first began, became close in 1965, just a year before he was born. And here they are together in 1965. Right. Well, if you watch the um, the Queen uh-huh. or whatever, like that show, like they show them sort of together prior. Oh, I, like, I, a long, I, long I, have, I need to binge watch The, the Crown. It, or The Crown, that's it. It's so good. He believed that Charles and Camilla's first meeting was actually at St. Paul's Cathedral on January 30th, 1965. On this day, they both supposedly attended the funeral of Sir Winston Churchill and immediately hit it off. What happened next would be a love affair that caused controversy across the globe. He also discovered that for around nine months before he was born, Camilla disappeared from the public eye. Mm-hmm. Simon himself was born in April 1966, which means that he would have been conceived the previous summer. It's just a few months into Charles Camillo's first romance. Charles would have been 18 years old at the time and Camilla 17 years old. And Simon is convinced that he was the result of a now famous love affair. I would have to see. Simon's research also noted that Charles had actually been sent away on world tour to Australia in the run-up to his birth. This meant that he was out of the picture, and apparently so was Camilla. Although he had tried to find evidence of Camilla on, social, on the social scene before he was born, he seem, she seemingly disappeared for nine months, and this along with his own ph- photographic evidence further enhances the belief that he is their love child. Ugh, I don't know. So, I don't know. You know, I get, it's like weird because it's like, oh, well, that has to be it because blah, blah, blah. Like, I would want somebody to like independently fact check that. Right. Like, you like would have think, a, a daddy news, like a New York Times person like, right. go in on that. One. I would feel like at this point, there's got to be somebody in the royal family who spent a 23 on me. <laughs> right. That actually would be a great idea. That would be the end of the end all be all. Like be done with right. it. Because I mean I don't know. I mean you have to get yeah, twenty three and me. I'm trying to think now. I'm like, yeah, how would you get like Prince Charles's DNA or Camilla's DNA? Right. You know what I mean? Because you would need their DNA to defend like twenty three and me. You know, sometimes it, it links well, you up and it shows Camilla, you that you're related to other people. Camilla is the Duchess of Cornwall. All right. Because she is married to Prince Charles. Right now, yeah. So she was with him before she's Diana. Got, she's got family that I'm sure is not as rich as her, but they're like distant relatives. Like somebody has to have done a 23andMe or some type of ancestry DNA test. You would think, and it was so be able to be just swab your fucking cheek and get it over with. I mean, I guess that's kind of one of those things like, okay, well, how far do you take that, though? Like, anybody can say anything. Like, well, I think I'm your daughter, or I think I'm your son, and I you mean, gave up this child, and blah, blah, it is, it is uncanny how much they look alike. Like, you can definitely, he's got, like, Prince Charles's, let me see a picture. He looks a no, lot like his mother. I don't think so. I don't know, but you know what? I'm one of those people, though, that'd be like... Mm. He looks a lot like Camilla. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I mean you just never know, because what if I'm like, no, that's not it, and then it comes out later, and you'll be like, bitch, I tried to tell you on a podcast that said you was wrong. Well, you also don't <laughs> believe that, if, you know, Harry is the love child of freaking Diana's love coat, riding coat. No, I don't really know and, that, to be sure. And he looks just like the riding coat. Well, I never saw the riding coat. If oh, you go back through that. it, you'll be able to, I'll be able to, you know what I mean? Let me find that. I don't know. Shit. I mean, just because Let somebody looks like somebody it. doesn't mean anything, necessarily, you know? I don't know. It's like, I would have to be convinced completely in order to make the assumption and pass that, and I don't know, continue that rumor mill, I guess. I'm one of those people. I don't, I don't know. Because it's like anybody could say, oh, you gave me up for adoption and make me, you know, and then I got to take a test every five seconds of the day just to, like, you know, annoy me or something. I don't want to go through that. That's true. 
You know what I mean? Like, this guy could just be like, oh, she gave me up for adoption. But he's got no real true claim or true basis. Right, he doesn't. And and he, until he can prove that, it's just some guy, you know, blowing smoke, in my opinion. Well, and everything that he's given up to this point, outside of him saying, oh, well, somebody told me so. Right. But then, and everything else is just sort of, I don't know, speculation. I don't, I don't know. I, I look, she's trying to look up this riding coach. She could be like, Bee! I mean, I think the royal family goes through so much crap. I can't even imagine wanting to be a royal at this point. Oh, I'd, I'd never want to be a royal. If they're just, there's too much, like too much happens with them that you're like, God, like I can't even imagine, I don't know, having to, to deal with such a thing. But I guess speaking of which, you like Duggars and I have a Duggar story for you. I'm excited about this. I fucking so, love a Duggar. Kind of like I really love the Royals. Jamie loves her some Duggars. Sure the fuck do. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me, allergies are killing me right now. Um, so the New York Post posted on May 19th this story, and it says, Inside the Duggar cult, we were taught our buddies' bodies don't belong to us. So last month, former 19 Kids and Counting star Josh Duggar was arrested for allegedly possessing a trove of child pornography. It's just the latest sickening episode for the yeah. XTLC reality show personality. He's gross. He's the one who's had trouble before, correct? Let's yeah, he, he molested of... his sisters. Yeah, okay. The son of Jim Bob <laughs> and Michelle Duggar has also been accused of molesting four of... I just... Jim Bob's funny. This isn't funny. Just... I wanted to create... I mean, because they're going to be like, why was she laughing? That wasn't funny. Because Jim Bob just sounds funny to me. Anyway. Hold on. Let's see. All right. She gave me a picture. Oh my god. Yo <gasps> holy shit. Now that I could believe. That picture of them together, that's insane. Prince Harry is not Prince Charles. Oh my god. Yes. So Jeannie just showed me a picture of um the former riding coach or whatever. And oh my god, that that I could actually be like 23 and me that bitch because right. that's all right, so let me get back to this. Anyway. So their bodies weren't there and Josh Duggar's a pervert. Yeah, okay. So Poor Anna Duggar. Let me go back to this. The son of Jim, Bob, and Michelle Duggar has also been accused of molesting four of his sisters as well as another girl when he was a teenager, cheating on his wife, and having a porn addiction. These allegations are shocking, especially in light of the Duggars' ultra-religious upbringing. But people familiar with the family's particular sect of fundamentalist Christianity, the Institute in Basic Life Principles, claim it has played a role in enabling abuse by Josh Duggar and others. The conservative family is linked to IBLP, an organization that produces religious seminars. Michelle and Jim Bob were expected to speak at an IBLP conference before their son's arrest. The many Duggar children were homeschooled using a faith-based program called Advanced Training Institute, ATI, created by IBLP founder Bill Gothard. <clears throat> Gothard even ran the facility that counseled a teenage Josh when he admitted to abusing his sisters. Although Gothard stepped down from IBLP in 2014 after being accused of sexual harassment himself. Oh, good mm. lord. He continued to work with families, including the Duggars. Gothard have denied the sexual harassment claims against him. A lot of abuse occurred because of the group's teachings, Lara Smith, a former ATI member, told The Post. With abusers like Josh, the whole environment set him up for success in his disgustingness. Yep. Wow, disgustingness. Okay. Growing up outside Houston, Smith's Southern Baptist parents started using ATI and attending IBLP seminars. When she was 12, soon she was traveling to serve at training centers in Oklahoma, Indianapolis, and Michigan. Later, when she was 17, she claimed she was sexually assaulted by a staffer at one of the centers. IBLP and ATI did not respond to requests for comment. After his April arrest, Josh Duggar pleaded not guilty to both charges. In this country, no one can stop prosecutors from charging a crime. But when you're accused, you can fight back in the courtroom. And that is exactly what Josh intends to do, his lawyers. Um, faithfully said when they were asked for comment. Um, the lady goes back on to say, we were taught our bodies don't belong to us. They belong to God. And so in that realm, anything that happens, God wants it to happen. Smith 35 said of the lessons she learned through ATI and IBLP. While Heather Heath wasn't abused, she had heard from fellow members who had been. As a teen, she traveled from Connecticut to Oklahoma after her parents started utilizing ATI when she was nine, although she had always been homeschooled. Both Heath and Smith considered ATI and IBLP a cult. ATI blends traditional school subjects like math and science with Christianity and indoctrinates students with the fundamentals of IBLP. At the training centers, according to both Smith and Heath, the girls would attend wisdom searches, a form of Bible study. 
In addition to discussing verses and insights they had from God, they would reveal their sins, including sexual assault. If we had been assaulted, we had to confess what we did that brought the assault on us, she says. Mm -hmm. She remembered when a fellow teen confessed during one of these sessions that her whole older brother had abused her. It was such a common experience that Heath, now medic, said she was told she wouldn't understand because she didn't have an older brother whom she could tempt. Seriously? She was like, no, good Christian man will marry me because I'm not a virgin. Heath, now 33, recalled the girl saying. I was like, no, it's not your fault if someone else hurt you. And then I got locked in my room to pray about that because I was wrong. Oh, my God. Yeah. Many of IBLP's teachings may discourage victims from reporting their abuse outside their family due to the group's ideological hierarchy known as Umbrella of Protection. God is above all else, then pastors, then fathers, then mothers, then children. As long as you're under your umbrella, the rain, sin and temptation from the devil, can't touch you. Mm. So I won't go on any further, but... So, So, there... One, two, three, four. I've been seeing one, two, three, four. Do you guys ever get, like numbers that we see all the time i'm like one two three four two 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 four 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 five 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 yeah. like that's kind of what i'm getting all the time now anyway it's one two three four at this moment so i thought that was interesting i think it's interesting that they use this as dugger right there's a few people on the it's not really duggers cult like you know what I'm saying? it's almost like it's, it's the, the same, headline is misleading the same cult that the duggers are in well, they, they, they're they calling consider it, a cult. it a religious cult. They're, they're, they um, consider it, but it's not Duggar The people that are on TikTok mm-hmm. that were part of it call it a cult. Oh, I mean, I'm sure they do. But like, I mean, in terms of, but the way that they said it inside the Duggar cult, they're, I like, feel, they're making it seem like the Duggars are running the cult. I but. feel so bad for Anna Duggar, his wife, mm-hmm. who is currently pregnant with her seventh child. Oh my God, they just keep popping out of the They're living in a garage type building on Jim Bob and Michelle's property. Mm. She is basically trapped. Like, where is she going to go? Like, her parents are still part of this. She is, you know, trained and brainwashed into thinking that, you know, not only is, you know, her husband in jail, but she could have, she is thinking she could have done more because it is her job to please her husband. So if she's not pleasing her husband, that's why he went out and did this. Like, that's what they're bringing to her. Just right. like that brother. Like, you don't have a brother to tempt. Right. So she, how could you know? So she should have been doing more to keep her husband satisfied sexually so he wouldn't have ran off to Ashley Madison and had affairs right. and things like that. Right. Like, that's the type of way they're thought. That's their pro- thought process. And I feel so bad for Anna Duggar, who is now... You know, this poor girl who is stuck. She right. She's stuck. Where's she going to go? They, she has no money. She hasn't, she doesn't work. Right. She, her job was to give him children and raise them and keep him happy. Right. But they don't take into consideration that Josh Duggar is a sick motherfucker and he is mental. And no matter what that poor girl does, now she's got seven kids. Is he looking at those kids the way he's looking at the kitty porn? I mean, I'd like to hope no. So I, I. Oh, shoot. Feel Nothing so bad. No, I definitely agree. I'm with you on that one. Like, um, I, I do feel really bad for these people. Hold on, let's hear what's happening. You keep going. All right, so let's see what Jamie's got. So, because so, Danielle had to go get the, um, the fucking mail. I will go ahead and talk about... I will talk about this one. So this is from woman. This is from ifl.science.com, which I love for, I fucking love science.com. Yeah. And it says, woman's abdominal cavity inflated like a balloon during oral sex. <laughs> it's probably not funny because it was probably awful, but I'm just trying to figure out how that could even happen. I don't know. You're like, I'm going to tell you. Here goes. Here we go. There have been a number of unusual medical cases over the years that have highlighted the need for detailed sexual education. One such fact that does not seem to come up very often, for instance, is that there is an access between the vagina and the abdomen. What? Like Wait, I what? Yeah. Wait, there is what? an access between the vagina and the abdomen. I never heard such a thing. While this rarely comes up in conversation or affects your life in any way, there are times when knowing this would be helpful to you, more specifically during oral sex. Huh. 
Oh, my God. A 24-year-old woman showed up at the emergency department of Stanford University, California, after experiencing severe abdominal and chest pain, which had lasted for about six hours. Her pain was sharp. <laughs> I was like, what is that? It's your phone. <laughs> We're professionals. Sorry. Don't attempt this at your own job. We're professionals. Her pain was sharp, and it moved from her lower right quadrant, the bottom right of her belly, before moving upwards, spreading over, spreading all over. Other than the pain, other than the pain, which was aggravated as she moved, she was experiencing no other symptoms. However, she had experienced it several times before, six and twelve months before this particular visit. Upon further inspection through X-ray, the result was always the same. The error was discovered in the abdominal cavity known as the pneumopatinium <laughs> J P N E U M O P E R T O E R I T O N E U M It can be caused by anything from perforated ulcers to bowel cancer. Oh my they, god. They can cause air embolisms where Bubbles become trapped in a blood vessel blocking it, which can turn into, can turn, in turn can lead to death. Anyway, despite tests on both prior occasions, no cause was found. This was air. This air was gradually, gradually reabsorbed by surrounding tissue, which usually takes place within a week. So, anyway, this time a complete sexual history was taken, and the cause of her inflation explained her partner had inflated her like a balloon. But I'm still trying to figure out how. I'm I'm, I'm getting there. The patient revealed that she had intercourse during... (laughs) You're like, can you be patient? Oh, my God. The patient revealed that she had had intercourse during which her partner forcefully blew air into her vagina prior to all episodes of the the reaction that she had. What the fuck are you... Why would you do that? You're just standing there like... But why? Why? Hey, guys, don't blow air up into a girl's hoo-ha. That don't feel good. But, uh, but, but the why? more you know, the more you fucking know. Oh my god. Oh, but why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand why you would do such. She a remembered thing. the pain had started for had started four hours after each occasion. She was monitored. He was like, "Let me get it ready." <laughs> <laughs> They just get it open like like a fucking envelope. <laughs> oh, boys are stupid. Anyway, she <laughs> she was monitored for the next day while the gas diffused before being discharged and advised to avoid or- orovaginal insufflation. Oh my really? god! Yes, don't blow in your bitch's vagina. I mean, why, though? Like, I know I keep saying that, and you're like, look, Danielle, you gotta move she, on. It says she was unharmed, but others have not been so lucky. The condition, which is more common during pregnancy, can kill as can kill as well as a case of a young pregnant woman whose partner actually forced air into her vaginal cavity with his hands. Oh, my God. Leading to her eventual death. She is far from the only case of deaths caused by this. Cunnilingus is a common sexual practice. All over the world, during such activity where gas can be forcibly blown into the vagina by mouth or insufflated by other mechanisms. (laughs) Insufflated. Unintended large amounts of gas can be forced under pressure into the vagina. The gas finds its way through the uterus and after dilating the tubes of the abdomen, thereby causing a non-surgical, that big word, the patient often has no knowledge of the open access between the vagina and the abdomen, and the medical staff is often ina- inadequately informed of the pathomechanism. And that's the end. That's the end of the article. I'm so, not understanding how there's a spot in between. Apparently there is. There's an access from the vagina into the abdomen, which if you think about it makes sense because you have an umbilical cord that goes in there when you're pregnant. So there's got to be somewhere for the umbilical cord to go. No, the umbilical cord is attached to the placenta. Right, and the placenta is attached to your uterus. Uterus. Yeah, but that doesn't mean there's a hole to your stomach. I'm trying to figure out how that would even well, work. Whatever you your eat, the baby is up here. But whatever you eat, the baby eats, right? So how does that even work? Because well, no, it's not like they're actually. It's not like you're. A, I don't know, like a bird, like regurgitating food. Like they get 
like minerals in your blood. Oh, so it's just, they're, they're just taking it from your blood. Yeah, it's from your blood that, that crosses the placenta barrier. That's why like certain things can cross the placenta. Look at me, like non fucking biology, know what ass. I know. I'm like, oh, come <laughs> on, like don't make me do this to you on this podcast. <laughs> don't make me make you. You know what, bitch. <laughs> Moral of the story is... I know, Bruce is going to be like, she does this to me all the time because she gets on my case. Danielle's smarter than us all. I'm not but really, though. anyway, moral of the story is, your woman's hoo-ha is not a balloon. <laughs> so, so let's get back to what So I if do you're know. doing that thing when you're behind her and it's making that noise like there's air in there, stop that and reposition her because obviously that's bad. And if you kill, <laughs> if you kill her... Because you were just like, oh, I like the sound of that. Because you pushed air up inside of her, then I think that, you know, that should live on your conscience forever. Not so oh. much go to jail, because that was clearly accidental. But, yeah. Now you're going to have guys out there murdering their wives by, like, blowing into their vaginas, so they can be like, it was accidental! <laughs> it was accidental! I just wanted to see what the bike pump would do! <laughs> the bike pump! <laughs> Okay, so I had this thing. So I'm friends with a girl named Katie Elizabeth, and she posted this um, sort of like time hop thing. Uh huh. And it was based on a Reddit thread, right? That called that we, we love a Reddit. I know I love Reddit. Well, apparently they have all these weird different threads that you can, you know, obviously, you know, am I right. an asshole? That kind of stuff. I did not know that there was one called "Today I Fucked Up." Oh shit! And it's probably close to. Situations like today where I was like, well, damn, I made some nasty-ass comment about Christina Aguilera. Now she's getting ready to get me to drop $180 on a whole fucking year of Masterclass, right? Because I was being a bitch about things. But anyway, so this one was on this thread, and it was submitted by Scat King 69 <laughs> Scat King. Yeah. And this is one of her, um, she put reposted this from TimeHop. So this is one of the things that she posted at some point. I don't know when. But she was like, every time it comes up in my time hop, I got to post it because apparently she was sitting in some appointment and she read it for the first time and she let her sister who was supposed to read it for the first time. And then they both couldn't stop laughing and they all missed the damn doctor's appointment over this thing. And I have to admit, it was really fucking funny. So today I fucked up by Scat King 69. <laughs> this is not a fucking joke or a goddamn game. I ate three boxes of fiber one bars as my exclusive food due to extreme laziness in the last two days. Oh my God. And I cannot even understand how much I'm fucking farting. This is beyond insanity. And I am not exaggerating. I am farting at least two loud boisterous farts out of my ass per one minute. Oh my God. <laughs> I have been farting incessantly for the last 18 hours. I want to die. It's like I'm inhaling through my mouth and exhaling through my ass. Continuous loud yelling moans are destroying my asshole. I know this is a bold claim, but if you don't believe it, try it yourself. You will regret it. This is worse than that one time I ate a box of sugar-free cookies. So, I'm, I'm a big fan of black beans. Right. Black beans are fine with me. They don't give me gas. They don't do any of that kind of stuff. However, there was a point when I was eating something. I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. And it had the, um, I don't know if it was like kidney beans or what it was. I don't know. But the same thing happened to me. And it was so uncomfortable. Actually, you know what? It was sugar-free icing and sugar-free cake. Oh, when you made your... Yes! Yeah, and I would die! And it was like my asshole was on fucking fire! It was awful. Are you looking for the dog? Yeah, she, I thought she was just scratching the door. She was scratching the door because she was like, what are you guys doing? I want to see what's going on. Oh my God. And then she like disappears and then she'll come right back. So I thought that was just so funny because it this exact thing made me think of it today I fucked up is when I did the sugar-free Pillsbury chocolate icing and the sugar-free yellow cake. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, there's also, like, the reviews on the sugar-free gummy bears that are yeah. absolutely fucking hysterical. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind of what it made me think of, too. So, it's, like, sugar-free stuff is not your friend. No. And Katie was like, I'm just going to eat, like, 
these sugar-free things. And I'm like, baby, you can't eat too many sugar-free, like, chocolates. It's basically X-Lax. It kind of is because there's, like, that certain sugar in it. And you should not be having that sugar. So, anyway, I saw that and I just had to post about it. It was so damn funny. And you know how we, like, save things in our save file? Right. And ends up not being things that we're going to talk about. Right, like it's, food? Yeah, it's been a little while. And I saved lemon ricotta pound cake. Um, let me see what I saved. Um, it looks so good. I really want to make it. I have saved... The last thing I saved was apple pecan cake with caramel glaze. <laughs> oh, okay. And... Um, cra- oh, crazy good recipes. And I, it was this just strawberries and cream cake. Oh, that sounds yummy. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, um, friends of mine are getting ready to get married in 11 days. And I just want to give a shout out to my friend Mikey and his future wife, Stacia. I just wanted to say congratulations to you guys. Wishing you guys a world of love Yay, and happiness. Good for you. I grew up with them. Good for you. Look, he has gone through a lot in his life. Look, I'm a and bit of a he's a turnaround story. So I'm, I'm very sure happy they, for him. I am very happy for them. I'm very happy for them, but I am a little bitter, and that is just who it is. Why the way it's getting? That be is for who a while. I am as a person. By the way, I went fucking wedding dress shopping for my daughter to go get married for oh, a second I was time. Say, tell us that yeah. before I even get married for one time. It took us seven hundred fucking dresses. The dressing room was as big as this office, and it was so full of tool that I could barely get through it to get to her. <laughs> But we found the perfect dress. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. I cried like a bitch when she put it on. Like, I was like, oh my god, that's it. I thought that's the one. <laughs> there was one she had on, and I was like, I fucking hate it. Take it off. <laughs> like, you know what? We have three minutes. Oh. What I'm thinking of, Jamie is um, in a self-subscribed um, a reinvention of your life. I am. I am reinventing me. And um, we've all gone through that as people. And uh-huh. I just wanted you to touch base a little bit on it so people can understand that they're not alone. They, too, can go through such a thing. So, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I just woke up. And I was like, I'm not going to let anything get to me today. The fact that my sister isn't talking to me and only really talks to me when she wants something, even though I've reached out and I've tried. Mm-hmm. Like... It's not going to bother me. I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm not going to let it upset me. Um, I am reaching, trying to reach my goals with this, my dream job that I mm-hmm. finally have an interview with on Thursday. That's so exciting. And I'm like, I need to get my shit together and I need to concentrate on that. And I need to just keep my head down and keep moving because there's got to be something better for Jamie out there. And that's where I'm at right now. Like, and what are you I, looking for? I don't even know. Because you're like, well, because you said uh, there's got to be something better for Jamie out there. So what do you think that would look like? This like, what do you think that? I feel like I want to be in a job that, I, that I'll love. Yeah, I that you're proud of. That I'm proud of. That I can help people. Yeah. Because that's a big deal for me. Um, and in this job, it would be like. Uh, helping people find jobs. Helping people find jobs. Yeah. Helping people, like, with thing, things, the tools they need to. You know, be successful in life. That and, is such a Captain Planet job for you. And, and I am Captain Planet. I know. That's why I said so it. So I job feel like you. this is the job that I really want. <clears throat> this is a job that would probably change my life. Um, And I need to be worried about Jamie. Like, work on yourself. Yeah. My daughter's grown out getting married, you know, for a second time. She's, you know, doing her own well, thing. Well, she's just having her big wedding now. Right. And, you know, it's just me now. And it's never been just me for a right. really long time. And I just realized that, like, bitch, this is you. Like, if you don't do something about this, like, how you're feeling that you're not, you know, working to your potential, mm-hmm. then you're never going to do it. Right. Like, it's not going to be, you know, nobody's going to do it for you. Right. So so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having a little bit of, like, a, a glow up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's a it's a mindset. And I'm trying to... You know, get my shit together. I plan on quitting smoking soon. Mm-hmm. I just want to be better. No, like, I get it. And I I'm think it's awesome. I'm not trying to be rich. I'm not trying to, like, be, like, super successful or anything like that. Like, well, in my own personal, yes. Like, I want to be super successful. I want this thing that we're doing here to blow up. And I want that to I be mean, successful I know. That would be also. great. But I just need to be in a place where I'm okay. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, I, I hope that people, when you feel that way, that you go through with it, that you do something about it. And as hard as it is going to be to leave you and Kathy and all that. <laughs> and the kids. I know. Oh, my um, God. The kids are going to be so sad. It'll be great for you to move on. It'll be great for you to it's start something reading that, It's something goals. that Jamie needs. So there's that. But if any of you have had, you know, explosive gas due to eating, you know, sugar-free gummy bears or <laughs> anything like that, write us in at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about it. Also, boys, if you're blowing in your girlfriend's vagina, write us in so we can yell at you because obviously that's bad. Um <laughs> You can write us at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at straightfromthenet. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter, even though, you know, I'll see it if it's on there. You can even message me on Instagram. I don't use it, but I'll see it. Um, <laughs> and then we're on a bunch of platforms that you can listen to, and Danielle will tell you all about them. So you can hear us every Wednesday at 1 o'clock on the WMLD, the Voice in Hudson Valley Radio, Upstate uh, New York. And if you miss us, that's okay. They're going to replay us again on Saturdays at 7. And if you miss it again, that's okay. I'm going to upload the um, podcast to our mother platform, which is SoundCloud. And it's going to shoot out to Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iPodcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. So on that case, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Okay, bye.